Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Whether you're listening in Washington, D.C. or Columbus, Ohio, my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Uh, we're talking about saving the planet and the push to force us all to go electric. Are we really going to save the planet? Uh, probably not. I never thought it was about saving the planet personally. This is just my personal opinion. It's all about power. Anyway, back to electric cars. We are told that this is the answer. we got to get rid of those evil gas guzzlers, diesel guzzling Cars, trucks, buses, we've we've got to go electric. We can't even have natural gas or compressed natural gas. We've got to go electric. Why? Well, it's going to save the planet. NPR, not long ago, did an expose of where most of the cobalt comes from. Uh, Lithium-ion batteries, which are essential to... These are most of the rechargeable batteries today. You got a smartphone, a computer, and especially electric vehicles. You've got to have an enormous amount of cobalt. Well, most of the world's cobalt is coming out of the Congo. Yeah, the Congo. An individual by the name of Siddharth Kara at Harvard's T.H. Chan School of Public Health and the Kennedy School, has been researching, and I'm quoting, modern-day slavery, human traffic, and child labor for over 20 years. Bob, I, I, I thought you were talking about electric cars. This guy's researching slavery, human trafficking, and child labor. Uh-huh. Yeah. According to Kara, uh, Siddharth Kara, we'll use the last name, K-A-R-A, he says that although the Democratic Republic of Congo has more cobalt reserves than the rest of the planet combined, quote, and this is from Harvard. This is not from some right wing. This is from the left. Quote, there's no such thing as a clean supply chain of cobalt from the country. He says that most of the cobalt from the Democratic Republic of Congo, we'll just call it Congo, is being extracted by so-called artisanal miners. Doesn't that sound great? Artisanal miners. Now, who are these artisanal miners. They're modern-day slaves. Quote, They are freelance workers who do extremely dangerous labor for the equivalent of just a dollar or two a day. He writes, You have to imagine walking around some of these mining areas and dialing back our clock centuries. People are working in subhuman, grinding, degrading conditions. They use pickaxes, shovels, stretches of rebar 
to hack and scrounge at the earth in trenches and pits and tunnels to gather cobalt and feed it up the formal supply chain. He goes on. He says the mining industry has ravaged the landscape of the Congo. Millions of trees have been cut down. Hmm. I thought electric cars were all about saving the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. Millions of trees have been cut down. The air around mines is hazy with dust and grit, and the water has been contaminated with with toxic affluents from the mining process. What's more, cobalt is toxic to touch and breathe. There are hundreds of thousands of poor Congolese people touching and breathing it day in, day out, young mothers with babies strapped to their backs, all breathing in this toxic cobalt dust. Cobalt is used in the manufacture of almost all lithium-ion rechargeable batteries used in the world today. Again, quoting, There's complete cross-contamination between industrial excavator-derived cobalt and cobalt dug by women and children with their bare hands. Industrial mines, almost all of them, have artisanal miners working, digging in and around them, feeding cobalt into the formal supply chain. Again, I'm quoting, We shouldn't be transitioning to the use of electric vehicles at the cost of people, an environment of one of the most downtrodden and impoverished corners of the world. The bottom of the supply chain, where almost all of the world's cobalt is coming from, is a horror show. At just one artismal mine in the Congo, 20,000 people work in shifts of 5,000 at a time. The Congo produced approximately 74% of the world's cobalt in 2021. Uh, The article goes on. Uh, the artisanal, artisanal, and this is the word they use rather than slave labor. This is slave labor, but they call them artisanal mines. Technically, under the law, there should not be any artisanal, artisanal mining taking place in any industrial mine. And yet, at most of the industrial mines, there is some artisanal, artisanal, pardon me, Mining taking place. In many cases, predominantly artisanal mining is taking place. And the reason? It's a penny wage way to boost production. Imagine you're in the part of the world where there are millions of people who barely get a dollar or two a day who are grindingly poor and will accept almost any labor arrangement just to survive. Well, you put them in a tight pit, cram them with 10,000 other people, Pay them a couple of dollars, and they'll produce thousands of tons of cobalt per year for almost no wages. And even though it is not legal, it continues to happen. Why are these conditions on par with slavery? Imagine an entire population of people who cannot survive without scrounging in hazardous conditions for a dollar or two a day. There is no alternative. The mines have taken over everything. Imagine an entire population of people who cannot survive without scrounging in hazardous conditions 
for a dollar or two a day. There is no alternative. Hundreds of thousands of people have been displaced because their villages were bulldozed over to make place for large mining concessions. So, you have people with no alternative, no other source of income, no livelihood. Now, add to that menace in many cases, armed forces pressuring people to dig, parents having to make a painful decision. Do I send my child to school or do we eat today? And if they choose the latter, that means bringing all their kids into these toxic pits to dig just to earn that extra 50 cents or dollar a day that could mean the difference between eating or not. So, and again, I'm quoting. So in the 21st century, this is modern day slavery. It's not chattel slavery from the 18th century where you can buy and trade people and own title over a person like property. But the level of degradation, the level of exploitation is on par with old world slavery. Um, that's where most of the cobalt is coming from to produce the lithium-iron batteries to power the cars that are going to save the planet. Oh, and by the way, the end of the article, and again, this is from NPR, the end of the article indicates China actually owns many of these cobalt mines. It's in the Congo, but they're owned by the uh, communist Chinese who have no problem with slavery. I'm not, listen, I'm not telling you to go sell your electric car. I'm not even telling you to feel guilty about driving one. I am saying you're not saving the world. Electric cars are not saving the world. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Again, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. To those of you listening in Washington, D.C. on WAVA 105.1 FM and, of course, those listening on The Word here in Columbus, Ohio, AM 880 and 104.5 FM. Uh, Just a quick note to the folks here in Ohio. Uh, Those of you in Washington, D.C., bear with me for just a moment, but we have a very, very important election coming up here in Ohio on August 8th to raise the threshold for amending the Ohio Constitution from a simple majority plus one uh, to a 60% threshold. It's common sense. It's just the, the Constitution should not be easy to amend. What is so difficult to understand about that? Uh, anyway, the election is August 8th. Yesterday was the last day to register. If you've not registered to vote here in Ohio, I'm sorry. Time is up. But today begins early voting. You can go to an election office near you in your county, and you can begin early voting 
today. I encourage you, uh, if you absolutely cannot get to a polling station, do absentee ballots, uh, you can vote early, but make sure you vote. It's coming up August 8th, and I am encouraging you, vote yes on issue one. I think my wife and I are the only people in our entire neighborhood who is voting yes. Uh, All over my neighborhood, vote no, vote no, vote no, vote no. When I drive around, vote no, vote no, vote no. And right there in our front yard, vote yes. And um, that's okay. That's okay. I I believe we are going to prevail. But anyway, again, just a uh, important note for all of us here in Ohio. Make sure you vote. And I am encouraging you to vote yes. How bad is the public school system in America? Uh, Gallup did a poll not long ago of, I believe, yeah, this is high school seniors. These are high school seniors. They've gone through 12 years of public school education. Are you ready for this? 72% of the high school seniors, these are not 6th graders or 3rd graders or even 10th graders. These are seniors. 72% did not know we fought Hitler during World War II. What? How is that possible? How is it possible that 72% did not know that we fought Hitler during World War II? Remember the phrase, never forget? The Holocaust and, oh, my goodness. No wonder anti-Semitism is rising. 72% of high school seniors don't even know that we fought Hitler Well, they don't know that we fought Hitler. They probably don't know how evil the Nazis were. Anyway, 72%. Uh, And it gets worse. 87% did not know that the United States of America entered World War II because of Pearl Harbor. That's just... Jaw-dropping, mind-blowing. 87% of high school seniors did not know that we entered World War II because of the attacks on Pearl Harbor. I really fear that the young people today have little understanding of 9-11. was our generation's Pearl Harbor. I will never forget it. I remember exactly what my wife and I were doing. And listen, I have a terrible memory. Always have. Clear back to childhood. Uh, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. It's just the way my brain is wired. But boy, do I remember 9-11. Right now, I have a vivid scene in my mind 
of the room that my wife and I were standing in when we saw the second plane hit the second tower. I I can't describe the decor, the color of most of the other rooms in our house. I don't remember things like that. I, you know, I don't know that I could tell you the color of all the rooms in my house that we live in right now. That's again, that's just the way I've always been. But I could describe for you in vivid detail where the TV was sitting. It was beside the fireplace and we watched the uh, second plane hit the building. I had just begun doing the daily talk show here at WRFD Radio. I'd been on board not not even a year. And I told my wife, i got to get to the radio station. Our general manager was in Chicago. In fact, our company, Salem Media, their general manager's meeting was in Chicago. All the general managers of all of our stations all over America, they were all stuck in Chicago because, as you know, all flights were grounded and so forth. And Well, anyway, anyway, it is so vivid in my memory. I remember walking out the next morning and looking up at the sky. There were no contrails. It was weird. There were no planes flying over. It was strange. That's all we saw on TV for days. Nothing. Nothing else. It had such a profound impact. 87%. Of high school seniors don't even know that we entered World War II because of Pearl Harbor. 60% didn't know which countries we fought in World War II, and it gets worse. Oh, 13% thought General Dwight Eisenhower was a general from the Civil War. That, my friends, is our education today. 